From the great state of Ohio, Buckeye Firearms Association presents Keep and Bear Radio, fighting for Second Amendment rights, calling out media lies, and telling the gun grabbers to come and take it. Now, Keep and Bear Radio. you own a gun or two or 37 or whatever, do you really know how to defend yourself? I know plenty of people who buy a gun, put it in a sock drawer and never look at it again. And that's fine. It's better to have a gun and not need it than need a gun and not have it. But if you're smart enough to know you might need a gun, you're also smart enough to know you definitely need training. And training is what we're going to talk about on this episode of Keep and Bear Radio. I'm Dean Reek, Executive Director of Buckeye Firearms Association, and I'm joined by one of my favorite people in the whole world, Candy Petticord, BFA's Training Coordinator. Candy, how are you doing? I am doing great, Dean. It's wonderful to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me. Candy, I know you're a training addict. We've talked about how we both keep folders with all the training certificates. And I think this is one of those situations where size matters. I'm, I'm guessing that your folder of training certificates puts mine to shame. Why do you train so much? I train so much because I am truly of the belief that there's no such thing as too much training. You can't know everything. Uh, what was cool yesterday may not be effective today. I love to learn different methods, hear different viewpoints, learn why this particular way of doing things is more effective than that way. I love to just have all the information put before me and then I glean what works for me. But I love just having the variety of different types. Um, I love when I have instructors who say, one of them in particular is a guy named Forrest. He always says, I'm teaching you a way. I'm not teaching you the way. And I love that. So who are some of the trainers that you've worked with? Oh, my. Um, I've been very blessed to work with some amazing trainers. I've worked with uh, Sylvester Potius, who is a Marine. I've worked with Chris Serino, uh, Dan Clevenger, Forrest Sonnewald. Um, I've worked with Greg Elifritz, who is just a big teddy bear of a sweetheart. I've worked with Andrew Bluebaugh. I've had the intense honor of working with John Benner and his crew down at Tactical Defense Institute. And I've trained with my friends at Buckeye who are amazing. It's, it's you guys, wow. I, I've been very blessed to train with some amazing people. Candy, I understand that you also have some kids who train and they're pretty good shots, right? How did they get into that? Well, I decided to get my CCW a little over four years ago. And part of the rationale behind doing that was if I'm going to have a firearm, a firearm, how naive was I, that um, if I'm going to have a firearm in the house, everyone needed to know how to use it and basically how to be safe with it in the house. 
So my original intent was just to expose them to firearms because I'm a firm believer that children can be safe around firearms if they're trained and you take away that mystique because now I, when I come home, my gun sits on my desk right next to me while I'm working and the kids don't even think twice about it. So in training all of my kids, some kind of rose to the top, I guess you would say. They, they expressed a deep desire to keep training. And we attend pretty much every training together now. It's my son, Michael, and my daughter, Abby. We attend pretty much every training together. And it's really cool because we now have a little bit of a family competition going on. So... It's that's how they got into it. Well, that that's fantastic. Um, I, you know that that's really inspirational. I wish more people would do that, and I've I've seen them shoot, and they're pretty good. So keep it up. That's that's fantastic. Let's talk about this year's training schedule. So okay. we have nine classes so far set up, and for our listeners, if you want to see the list of classes, go to buckeyefirearms.org, click on the events link. You'll see everything in chronological order. We also have our classes in our free weekly newsletter. So the classes run from June to November. And first up would be the June 5th class, Fighting in Structures. Now, this class is really important because a lot of people will go to the range. They'll stand there. They'll put holes in paper. They'll get a neat grouping. They'll bring it home, you know use a magnet to put it up on the refrigerator and brag about it for a month. But that's really not self-defense training. Usually we're going to be at home, at work, we're going to be inside some kind of structure uh, for a lot of time every day. Is that what this class is about? And sort of describe uh, fighting at structures and, and how it differs from just standing at the range. Dean, that's exactly what this class is about. Like you said, I see it a lot too often that, oh, I got this nice tight group. I'm, I'm an awesome shot, but you got a nice tight group on a piece of paper, seven yards away, perfect conditions, no stress, no anxiety, not even a timer. Most people are just casually taking their own time to make sure that they get that tight group. Well, Newsflash, if you have to deal with a home invasion or you need to deal with an intruder in your home, you're not going to have those luxuries of, wait a minute, let, let me get that perfect sight alignment. Let me get that perfect sight picture. Oh, let me do that nice, slow trigger squeeze. You're not going to have those luxuries. And in this class, you get stressed. You get stressed because you're introduced to situations that the average person doesn't even think about. Like, um, I can give you a perfect example. Imagine yourself walking to your place of employment or even to your home. When, if you have to turn around a corner, are you hugging the wall as you walk around that corner? Because if you are, you've just set yourself up to be ambushed if somebody's around that corner. Little things like that that you really don't think about. Also, if you are needing to address a situation in your own home, you also need to consider where's my family members? 
How do I handle my family members while I'm searching my home with a loaded firearm? You get to deal with all of those different types of situations, and it really gets you thinking during this class. It's, it's a really, really neat class. It changes the way you view your home, your business, even getting in your car. It really changes the way you think about things. So that's the June 5th class. It's called Intro to Fighting and Structures. And then on June 19th, partner tactics. Now, and here again, it's something that people sometimes don't think about. You're with other people during the day with a wife, husband, friend. You might be in a car with a bunch of other people. What happens to them when there's a self-defense situation? Is that the sort of thing you, you handle in uh, partner tactics? Are you, are you talking about both of you being armed in a class like this? For this particular class, you deal with both people being armed and only one person being armed. You deal with both types of situations because the key here is communication. More than tactics or anything else, a lot of it is communication. You need to let each other know what's going on. In particular, if both people are armed, because the last thing you want to do is get your partner caught in your crossfire. So it's very, very important to let each other know, where are you? What are you doing? Are you okay? Are you reloading? Can you call for help? It's, it's really, there, there is a lot of tactics that goes on. But there's a strong emphasis on communication because one of the big things about this class is if we're exercising our situational awareness, you shouldn't get caught in a situation like this in the first place. If both of you get caught off guard by a situation, that situational awareness was kind of out the window. So that's one of the first things you learn about is being aware of what's going on. That means not walking with your phone in your hand, not jabbering away about what you're going to have for dinner. That's all great, fine and dandy, but be aware of what's going on around you. And if the crap does hit the fan, what are you going to do as a team, not individually? So then on July 10th, we have another class, probably the, the, my favorite name for any class, Move or Die. So again, going back to this idea of people just standing at the range, putting holes in paper, this class is all about movement, right? Move and shoot. So, so tell us about the kind of exercises you go through there. Move or Die is probably my favorite class of the summer simply because it is exactly what it says. In a self-defense situation, if you do not move off what we call the X, if you don't move, you very well may die where you stand. And that's what's taught in this class. If you are dealing with a defensive situation or even if you are returning fire, you must move. You learn about using cover, using concealment, shooting on the move, shooting at something that is moving. And these are all things that we typically don't get to do on a square range, which is one of the beauties of this class. You move, the targets move, 
and you learn the importance of getting off that X to save your life. So then coming up later in July, July 24th and 25th, we have a pair of classes. And this is for everybody who has tactical carbines, right? This is the ARs or the AK platforms. And phase one is on July 24th. This is for the people who have one of these rifles. And, you know, you can load it, you can shoot it, that sort of thing. But you don't really have any official hands-on training. So is this more of a beginner's class on how to handle the carbine? Yes, actually it is. It's a beginner's class. However, even someone a little more seasoned can benefit from this class because we spend a substantial amount of time zeroing in the firearm. We also learn about cleaning and maintaining the weapon. So it, it is a very basic class, but I personally think that if you're going to attend phase two, phase one should be on your agenda as well. So for phase two, then you're, you're moving on to some more advanced things. What, what are you doing the next day? Phase two begins with confirmation of your zeroed firearm. And then we start moving and phase two is the really fun day because you are moving with that carbine. You are shooting around and behind barricades. You're on the ground. You're, it, you're in awkward shooting positions. It's, I'm just throwing it out there. It's a physically challenging day. It's and. The, another cool thing about Buckeyes trainings are you do what you can. If you are sore that day, if you have body issues that you can't do everything that's asked, it can either be modified or you're welcome to sit that part out. But just being there exposes you to the wisdom and the knowledge of Sly and Jeff and it's just an awesome day. It makes for a wonderful day. These two are uh, two of our favorite, our, our uh, student favorite classes. So then coming up on August 7th, we have uh, what we call the Streetwise Defensive Tactics. And this is the class for people who, they have their CHL, their Concealed Handgun License in Ohio, but they really haven't moved on and done anything else. So if you've ha you have that basic training, this is the class that you would take next. Absolutely. That's th this is another of my favorites because these are the people who come to you and if they're honest with themselves, they have a piece of paper, they have a firearm, loaded firearm that they carry on them, and that's about it. And they lack the knowledge, they lack the confidence, they lack the basic everything to be effective with this firearm that the law says they can now carry. So I love it when I see people show up to this class because they're coming there not knowing what they don't know. And they're sponges and it's just so neat to watch them absorb the wisdom of Sly and Jeff and watching the movements. And we tend to get a lot of questions during this class and we get a lot of practical exercises because it's just stuff people don't think about. And 
one of Sly's favorite sayings is bullets are inbound. Do something. You know, and he says that a lot during this class because, you know, when people are presented with the situation, a lot of them will get that deer in the headlight look. And it's like, oh, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to shoot. Wait, oh, wait, I'm supposed to, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> and sometimes it can be pretty humorous, but I love it that uh, both Sly and Jeff are big on make the mistakes here so you won't make them on the street. And that's their attitude for all their classes. And I love that. It, it makes for a lot more, I don't want to say relaxed, but it creates an atmosphere that's more conducive to learning because you're not afraid to make a mistake. You, you want to learn and grow and you're not so paranoid that, oh, everybody's going to laugh at me or, oh, they're going to yell at me. There's not that atmosphere. It's, it's really cool that everyone grows there. Even us as instructors, we learn from the students as well. So then coming up next on August 24th, Introduction to Vehicle Defense Tactics. Now, this was actually a class I was hoping to take last year, and I was thinking about it recently. I was up at the bank. I drive up to the ATM because I don't like to go inside and deal with people if I don't have to. I just, you know deposit a check or get cash or, you know, the the stuff that you do in an ATM. And I'm thinking, here I am sitting in this vehicle. My firearm is on my right hip underneath the seatbelt. I'm, I'm seated. You know, it's a very tight space. How can I possibly get to that firearm if I need it? And I'm thinking, I got to take that class because, you know, it's one of those problems you got to deal with, but it's not the sort of thing that you can learn in an ordinary class. So I'm really interested in this class. Candy, tell us about vehicle defense tactics and the sort of things, the sort of scenarios you go through in a class like this. Vehicle defense tactics is probably one of the most critically monitored classes that we do because you're in a car. And a lot of our students are pretty green still with their firearms. So we do a lot of watching. We do a lot of observation. Things move very, very slowly, especially in the beginning, because we want to keep everyone safe. We want to have a learning atmosphere, but at the same time, we have to keep everyone safe. One of the first things I remember a few years ago when I took this class, I was absolutely floored that when you shoot through a car window, which you will do in this class is so awesome. When you shoot through a car window, no, it does not shatter like it does on TV. It absolutely does not. And I found out that actually if you have a hot enough, fast enough round, It'll create a hole that'll seal itself. It, it's, it's really, really cool. And another thing that I remember finding out from that first class is how loud it is to let off around inside of a car. And I remember when I did it for that class a few years ago, and I told myself, I will never, ever <laughs> put myself in a position where I have to 
set off around in my car because it it you cannot even imagine even with ear protection it was so loud so of course one of the things we focus on here is situational awareness don't let yourself get in a situation where you have to discharge your firearm in your vehicle plus I don't know about you, but I love my car. Bullet holes are not part of the decor that I want. So we're going to avoid that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want holes in my car either. It's a lease. I've got to take it back. And uh, that's just going to be going to be more expense. I can tell you when I am at the ATM, I do try to be very careful. Usually it's in the evening. I'll pull up really close to the building so people can't sidle up. I don't leave my arm hanging out so there's anything to grab. You know, when I'm not pushing a button on the ATM, I'm looking around, checking my mirrors, making sure no one's coming up on me, paying attention to cars in front and in back. You know, it's it's one of those situations where you really do need to be careful and watch what's going on around you. That It's interesting that you said that because uh, if you have a person in a vehicle who has been trained like you and I and a person who hasn't, you look paranoid. Because everything you're doing, your head is like spinning 360 all while you're getting this money out of the machine. And you're like, okay, here's the money, we're gone. <laughs> you know? And you try to get yourself, if you have one of those ATMs that's like in a cement-like hallway type thing, that's called a fatal funnel. And it's called that for a reason. So you don't want to sit there, you don't want to stay there, and you definitely don't want to get trapped there. And you want to come out to this vehicle defense tactics class and find out what you do if that does happen. It's interesting that you say that because my bank used to have an ATM, a walk-up ATM on the outside where everything was well lit and you could see everything that was going on. They recently moved it inside, so it's between the two doors. It's between the outside door and the locked inside door. And when I found that out, I thought, wow, you know, you walk inside, nobody on the outside can see you. So and so you get trapped in there. Yep. Because bad, the, because bad, now bad, you're bad. you're in the back of a in a small room and then there's a there's a door and somebody can come in and they're between you and the door. So not a good situation. Another one, uh, another one of the reasons I like to use the drive up. So great. So maybe I can get out there and take that class this year. I hope you do get to take that class. You'll, you'll enjoy it very much. So then coming up on September 4th, handgun moving and movers. And this is an advanced application clinic. Now this one's with Andrew Bluebaum and can you describe this one? I mean, obviously, this is another moving class. How is this different from the other class where you're learning movement? Okay, so I, I have to give you a little bit of a personal background on this one. When I first got my CCW, my instructor, Dan Clevenger, really, really pushed that getting your CCW wasn't the end of your training. It's the beginning. So once you get that, you need to get training, get training, get training, get training. And honestly, I, I don't remember how I found out about Buckeye Firearms, but I did. And I went on their page on the website and the first class they had coming up 
was handgun moving and movers. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get training. I'm going to sign up. I'm all excited, blah, blah, blah. Went to this class and found out this is the most difficult class that Buckeye Firearms offers. And I had no idea. And so I'm there and Andrew Bluebaugh, who is amazing, he is an amazing instructor, was there and we did the typical class introduction and everyone in this class, I kid you not, they were either SWAT or a Marine or a Navy SEAL or a hired killer or something. And then they got to me and they said, so tell us about yourself. And I went, um, I just got my CCW last week. <laughs> and I, I kid you not, you could have heard a pin drop on a cement floor. It was so silent in there. And I made the decision that I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I was stupid forever coming here. And I had already decided that I was going to pack up and I was going to leave once they went to the range. And there was this gentleman sitting next to me and he must have sensed that I was just terrified. And I remember he reached over and he touched my hand and he said, you know what? We've all been there. We were all newbies at some point. And then he said, you're just the only one with enough balls to come here straight from getting a CCW. <laughs> and he said, don't worry about the class. We will help you. We're all in this together. We will help you. And they did. That was and remains one of the best classes I've ever taken. And it it really encouraged me because gun people are awesome people. They, they just are. They, they've got sheepdog hearts. They're protectors. They're defenders. And they're, they're just awesome people. So that being said, this particular class has a warm, fuzzy spot in my heart. But <laughs> even though I did it, I don't recommend that newbies come to it. It is a, an extremely advanced class because not only are you moving, but the targets are moving. It's, it's, it's up there. But if you're up to the challenge, it will definitely be worth your time. You will never be the same after this class. It's awesome. That's a, that's a great story. And that's one of the things I love about our classes. You know, when we have instructors and, and we set these classes up, you know, we make sure that, that nobody has that tactical guy kind of attitude making people think that they know a lot and you don't because that is not conducive to instruction. There's always a really good attitude in all of our classes, in all of our events. We always want to make everyone feel welcome. So I'm, I'm glad you relayed that story because I think that's typical of everything that we do. So that story is still on the website, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. You, you wrote, I remember that. And I'm glad you reminded me of that. That was a great article. So uh, uh, you, people should go and, and look that up. Do you remember the title of that article? It's, it's uh, a beginner shooter lives to tell the tale or a new shooter tells the tale. It's something like that. But the article is absolutely hilarious. If you take the time to look it up, you'll love it. It's a great read. So then the ninth class we have coming up on November 6th is our low light 
self-defense class. Now, Candy, I've always gotten the impression that some folks are a little intimidated by this class because not only are you using a firearm, not only you are you in a structure, but now it's dark. Now you have a second thing in your hand, a flashlight, something that a lot of people have never handled. And sometimes this class doesn't sell out. And again, I've always gotten the impression that people are a little intimidated. Should they be intimidated with a class like this? Because I think it's really important since statistics show that most self-defense situations, they're not happening in bright daylight. They're usually in low light or in darkness. You are absolutely correct. And no, they should not be intimidated. And you are correct. This is one that tends to have a low attendance count. And that's a shame because, again, this is where you want to make your mistakes. This is one where you want to learn from the pros. And again, this is a class that's taught by Sly and Jeff. And it goes very, very slowly. As a matter of fact, all of the tactics that are applied once the sun goes down, we practice them while the sun is up. Uh, this class, I believe, starts at like one in the afternoon and it goes to about nine o'clock in the evening. But you practice all the moves and all the tactics during the day when you're able to see. You even practice using the flashlight. Even though you can't see the beam, the instructors are so good, they can look at the angle at which you're holding the flashlight and they'll let you know that light's going to splash back on you or you're going to blind yourself or you're missing the target. And some people listening, correct? Other people don't, and when the sun goes down, bam, they're being splashed by their own flashlight, or they're looking for this target that they find out they're nowhere near, and it's, it's a really, really neat class, because if you think about it in your own home, if there is a situation that occurs in the middle of the night, are you really going to turn on a light to address an intruder? You need to know how to operate your firearm and your flashlight, whether it's handheld or firearm mounted. You need to know how to operate those efficiently and tactically to save your life. So all of these classes you can look at at BuckeyeFirearms.org. Click on the events link and you'll see not only some of our fun events, but also all of these classes and again, if you uh, subscribe to our newsletter, you'll see all the classes listed in there. The newsletter comes out every Tuesday morning. And uh, Candy, just to wrap things up, uh, do you have any training tips for people, If uh, whether people are going to attend these classes or attend other classes? Are there things people can do at home, in the car, um, at work, or at the range uh, where they can improve their self-defense skills? The first thing that I would recommend is when you're at a class, ask questions. If you don't understand, ask questions. Ask the instructor to repeat what they did. Can you do that again? I, I don't quite get it. It's okay. They want you to do that because, again, that's the place to make mistakes and learn. 
And then once you leave that class, whether you've taken notes or whether you've taken mental notes, write this stuff down. When you get home, write down the highlights of that class because over time your memory fades. So write down certain things that stuck out to you that, that you know what, I'm going to learn how to do that one skill or I'm going to learn how to clear my house effectively and then do it. You know, go through your house with your empty, unloaded, triple checked, unloaded firearm. Go through your house and, and clear your house. And if you need to have the dun, 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 dun music going on in your head, that's okay too. But practice makes perfect. And remember, you will fight the way you have trained. So when you do stuff at home, be realistic about it. Be serious about it. Imagine that there's someone you heard that bump in the night downstairs. How are you going to address that? Run these scenarios through your mind. I believe it was Chris Serino who said, the body will not go where the mind hasn't gone. So take your mind there. Imagine if you're at that ATM and someone sidles up beside your car, what are you going to do? If you left your arm hanging out there a little bit too long, what are you going to do? That's what I recommend to most people. Take your mind where normally you don't want it to go so you can start thinking through these things should, heaven forbid, they ever happen. Well, Candy, this has been a lot of fun. Appreciate your spending some time with us. We'll have to do this again sometime. I hope we do. This was awesome. Thank you, Dean. That's all for this episode of Keep and Bear Radio. If you enjoyed the podcast, I urge you to subscribe. And please subscribe to the Buckeye Firearms Association newsletter at BuckeyeFirearms.org. If you'd like to become a member and support the work of BFA, go to JoinBFA.org. Use the discount code PODCAST to get $10 off your membership. That's JoinBFA.org. We'll see you next time on Keep and Bear Radio.